stopping by to listen to Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, everyone. Andy Schwab here from the Northern Ag Network with today's Morning Marker Report. Well, it was a good game between the Chiefs and the Eagles yesterday for the Super Bowl. And man, Olivey, I know I certainly wasn't cheering for either of the teams as being a Broncos fan, but I certainly showed up to the party for the food. Apparently, I wasn't the only one showing up for the food as Americans across the country sat down to the table to have some chicken wings. Actually, 1.45 billion of them to be exact, according to projections from the National Chicken Council. If you evenly divided that out, that's an average of four wings per American. So that also means I'm a Above average. National Chicken Council spokesperson Tom Super said, fun fact about the number of chicken wings consumed, well it would be able to stretch between Kansas City's Arrowhead Stadium and Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field 62 times. Pulling away from the fun and a little bit more into the agriculture news, de-linking conservation requirements and safety net payments is getting attention again as congressional lawmakers start writing the next farm bill. Senate Ag member Mike Braun of Indiana says conditions are tough enough today and argues that farmers don't want climate and conservation practices required to get farm payments. They want to make sure that they're never going to have the safety net program that they depend on, which is a small part of the money that we spend on the farm bill tied directly to having to be forced into conservation practices, which they do voluntarily. Now, USDA's Farm Production and Conservation Undersecretary Robert Bonney responded at a recent Farm Bill Senate hearing. Our approach to climate and and conservation more broadly is going to be voluntary, incentive-based, collaborative. We look for opportunities to work with producers. That's going to cut across everything we do. We think if it doesn't work for agriculture and forestry, it's not going to work for the environment. We obviously have compliance and crop insurance and FSA programs. We think that's that's a good approach. But beyond that, the, our approach on these issues is going to be one that's about voluntary stewardship. Let's take a break and come back with some other news right after this. If you are a student aged 13 and 19 and looking for life-changing opportunities, Montana FFA is where to look. Hi, my name is Jaylee Lunsford and I am serving as a state FFA secretary for Ronan, Montana. Whether you're interested in premier leadership, personal growth, career success, or other exciting experiences, FFA is meant for you. There are thousands of agricultural career opportunities awaiting. For more information, contact your local FFA advisor or go to FFA.org. Spend a few days in Billingstown. Come to the Mate Show. Look around. Montana Agri-Trade Exposition. It's the Mate Show, February 16th through the 18th at Metro Park. With over 600 booths with the latest ag innovations. Attend presentations, see the bullpen, and get answers to your farm and ranch questions. Plus, enter to win prizes from CMB Operations and Slumberland. For free tickets, visit any Stockman Bank location or themateshow.com. Montana Agri-Trade Exposition. 
Well, taking a quick look at some other ag news, it was certainly a busy week on Capitol Hill as Senators John Tester, Chuck Grassley, and Mike Rounds last week reintroduced their Meatpacking Special Investigator Act to fight consolidation and enforce the national antitrust laws. They say the bill would create the Office of the Special Investigator for competition matters within the USDA. That office would also be made up of a team of investigators that would have a subpoena power and would be responsible for targeting and preventing anti-competitive practices among large players in the meat and poultry industries. Senator Rounds of South Dakota said anti-competitive behavior in the meatpacking industry hurts both the consumers and producers. He added, unfortunately, packer concentration in the beef industry today is more consolidated than it has ever been when the Packers and Stockyards Act was first signed into law over 100 years ago. Now, also coming from Capitol Hill last week, officials reintroduced the bill to expand and strengthen local meat processing. Senator John Thune of South Dakota joined several of his colleagues on a plan to reintroduce the legislation to support small meat and poultry processors called the Strengthening Local Processors Act. They say it will diversify and make U.S. meat processing more resilient by giving local livestock producers more options. On a completely separate note, but in a similar situation, Senate Ag members, including Senator John Thune of South Dakota, stress the importance of crop insurance and the need to restructure the commodity programs in the next Farm Bill during the panel's latest hearing on the Farm Bill. Senate Ag Chair Debbie Sabinow led off the call to protect and improve crop insurance in the next Farm Bill, while Senator John Thune highlighted some of the headwinds producers are facing. Crop insurance and commodity programs must be maintained and, where possible, improved in the next Farm Bill to help producers face challenges from high inflation and input costs to adverse weather events. We need to take a break, but we're going to shift gears into the ag markets right after this. Conventional wisdom says that you get what you pay for, and conventional wisdom is right. You won't find Crystalix in the bargain aisle, but it'll always get optimal performance out of your cattle. Find Crystalix at your local Hubbard Feeds dealer, where you can get it in a steel or plastic barrel or in a sustainable single-trip bio barrel. Crystalix is more than just a supplement. It's an investment. Available at Hubbard Feeds locations near you. With Crystalix, performance is served. The livestock complex closed on a mixed market with the live cattle contracts climbing higher on Friday while the feeder markets did close a little bit lower and the hogs ended their week on a mixed market. Certainly the most excitement throughout Friday's market was the cash cattle market as their standoff finally broke and pushed the cattle markets higher by $2. Overall, we saw the live deals coming in 157 to 161 while dressed cattle 3 to 4 better on their average with a price of 253 to 254 Checking out where some of those features finished on Friday, March feeders, uh, 186 40 April down just a nickel on Friday at 190.67. For the live cattle features, as I mentioned, they came away with positive gains by the closing bell of the final Friday session with their final bid of 163.95. June feeders up 22 on Friday at 159.75. Turn our attention to the local auctions and Billings Livestock had a great test on last Thursday with really great demand from the buyers. 6 to 12 cent gains were found for most of those steers, while heifers 10 to 15 cents higher. 5 to 5.5 weight cowgirls coming in 208 to 219 while their heavier heifers, 600 to 650 pounders, 195 to 206. For the heavy steers, they saw their 8.5 to 9 weight cowboys coming in, 179 to 185. Also on the sheep side of the sales, it was a softer sale for Newell Sheepyards on Thursday with over a 1,000 head coming through the ring. Higher prices were certainly found on that light head count with the coal ewes coming in 10 to 20 cents better with a top price of 86 cents while some of the feeder lambs coming in 32 cents better on the 90 to 100 pounders, 150 to 167. 
Reports that Russia fired missiles at Ukraine from the Black Sea near Romanian airspace triggered all sorts of concerns on Friday and prompted some short covering in the grain sector, most notably in the Chicago weed, where all the funds have been known to be heavily short. For the March corn, they added nearly a dime on the Friday, finishing their week just right at the 680 mark, as that outside of market pressure also spilled into their complex. However, the biggest winner from last week was March KC winner, as they added 36 cents in the week-over-week window, with prices spilling support into the cash market. Well, that's all the time we have for today's Morning Market Report here on the Northern Ag Network. I'm Mindy Schwab.